So today, instead of a, a regular sermon, I'm going to tell a story that I hope everyone will enjoy. Once upon a time, actually it was just last week, three children sat on a patio beside some lilac bushes discussing what they would do that day. There was Violet, the oldest, who was 10. She was tall and had strawberry blonde hair. Her brother Jesse was eight, and he had lots of freckles on his face. And their cousin Ben, who lived next door, was nine, and he had brown hair, and he was fast, and he was really good at sports. They all went to General Breckenridge Elementary School, just a two-minute walk away. But it was summer vacation, and it was hot, and there was a sickness everywhere. They lived in the little village of Fincastle, Virginia, population 438 people. And because Fincastle was safe and quiet and small, their parents let them walk or ride their bikes anywhere they wanted to go in town as long as they stayed away from 220 a dangerous highway full of big, scary, fast trucks hauling wood chips to the paper mill in Covington. Because of the sickness, their summer had been different, which mostly meant it had been boring. Violet kept suggesting family activities. Let's go to Craig's Creek and swim. Let's go intertubing on the Calpasture River. Let's go camping at the Devil's Marble Yard. Camping, her mother laughed. You and your rose-colored glasses. Don't you know we're having a heat wave and a pandemic and the woods are full of mosquitoes, gnats, ticks, and chiggers? Camping! What a notion. I'm staying home in my air conditioning, thank you very much. Violet's mother had often mentioned those rose-colored glasses. You and your rose-colored glasses, Violet. It seemed to be something about her mother thought her great idea was a bad idea. But Violet just figured that was her mother's opinion. Violet really liked to go to church, and because of the sickness, church was closed. And so she said to Ben and Jesse, since church is closed from the sickness, how about we have our own church service? We can make our own church in the woods. And the three children actually did spend a lot of time in the woods, despite the mosquitoes, the gnats, the chiggers, the ticks, and the poison ivy. There was a big woods right behind the Presbyterian church, and it was owned by Violet's Uncle George. And Uncle George said that they could play back there any time they wanted to. Well, as they walked up the hill toward the church, they saw that Reverend Moss's car was parked in the church parking lot. Hey, said Jesse, let's go talk to Reverend Moss. Moss, he must be in his office. Well, they were not allowed to come into the church because of the sickness. So they threw pine cones up at Reverend Moss's window, and he heard them, and he opened the window, and he looked down at them. Well, it's Jesse, Ben, and Violet. So good to see you. Good to see you too, Reverend Moss, said Ben. We miss you. I miss you too, said Reverend Moss. I'm tired of this sickness. 
We're going to have our own church service in the woods, said Jesse. Do you want to come? Better not, said Reverend Moss. I get poison ivy just looking at it. Horrible rash, bubbles on my skins, oozing nasty stuff. One time it got so bad, I had to go to the doctor and get a shot. None of us get it, said Violet. Not even our parents. We can rub it all over our arms and nothing happens. Lucky, said Reverend Moss. Very, very lucky. So tell me about your worship service. What are you going to do? Violet suddenly realized she had no plan. We're still deciding, said Violet. Do you have any ideas, Reverend Moss? Well, you could make a Jesus window, said Reverend Moss. I read about it in a book, and it sounds pretty cool. Well, tell us, said Violet. Well, you get a shovel, and you dig a little hole. And then you put things into the hole, like a cross or a little Bible or a picture of Jesus or other Bible pictures, like a picture of Noah and the ark or Moses and the Ten Commandments. And then you get a piece of clear plastic and you make a window over the top of the hole and then you lie in your stomach and look through the window. Hmm, said Violet. That wasn't really what she had in mind, but just to be polite, she said, thanks, We'll consider it. Well, said Reverend Moss, you should read the Bible, at least, in your service. And, hey, I've got one of these little Gideon Bibles that fit in your pocket. It has the New Testament and some of the Psalms. I'll throw it down to you. So it might have looked about the size of this book, something like this, or some of these old catechisms that Donna loaned me, something very small with tiny little print, but so convenient because you could put it in your pocket. He said, I suggest Psalm 23 and Matthew 7, 1 to 5. Well, his phone rang in his office, and he said he had to go. He said goodbye, closed his window. So off they went into the woods where they had a little hideout, a kind of fort with a circle of stones and old rusty patio chairs to sit in. There were lots and lots of ferns there, and Violet saw this show on TV all about ferns, and that ferns only grow where the air is pure and clean, and if you take a deep breath beside the ferns, they will give you energy. And you may all know that a fern looks like this, and almost everybody probably has some kind of fern growing in your front or backyard. And certainly, if you have any woods in your neighborhood, you can go into those woods and very quickly you will find ferns. There are lots of different kinds and they all grow where the air is pure and clean. So Violet read them the Bible verses. First, Psalm 23. She liked the idea of being led beside still waters and restoring her soul. But she wasn't quite sure what a restored soul would look like. And then she read Matthew 7 about not judging others so God would not judge you. Take the log out of your own eye before you ask your friend to take that little speck out of her eye. Do I need to explain the meaning of this to you? asked Violet. Yes, said the boys. 
She said it means this. Don't criticize someone for some tiny little fault or mistake. Instead, be honest about your own big faults. You mean, Jesse asked. Now, remember, Jesse was her brother. Like when you got all mad at me for leaving just a few peanut shells on top of your Harry Potter books, and there your whole room is a big, ugly, filthy mess all the time. Violet had to agree that, yes, that was a good example. That's my log, and the peanut shells is your speck. Sorry about that. Violet said she wanted to try sitting beside the still waters they read about in Psalm 23. And they knew just where to go because there was a little pond behind their school, and almost no one knew about it because it was hidden behind a thicket of bamboo. So they went to the pond, and they sat there. And Violet got out the little Bible that Reverend Moss had given them and read Psalm 23 again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. They sat quietly for about 10 minutes. And then Violet stood up and stretched, and she said, I do feel like my soul is restored. What does it feel like, asked Ben. I feel peaceful. I feel like God is here with me. I feel happy. I feel calm. Well, I don't feel any different, said Jesse, but I do feel hungry. Can we go home now and get some lunch? Well, after lunch, they went to the pharmacy there in Fincastle. And Violet had another idea. Because of the sickness, they had to put their masks on their faces when they went into the store, and Mr. Makewell, the owner, was there. Mr. Makewell asked Violet, do you sell any rose-colored glasses? Mr. Makewell chuckled, rose-colored glasses. Well, let me see. You know, I think I do have some sunglasses that have a kind of rose tint to them. They never sold, and so I put them in a box in the back. Let me go see if I can find them. So Mr. Makewell went back in the back storeroom, and he rummaged around, and he came back with three pair of sunglasses with a sort of pinkish roses color to the lenses. They tried them on, and everything looked rose-colored. Cool, said Ben. Awesome, said Jesse. How much, asked Violet. Oh, no charge. I was going to throw them out eventually anyway. Like I said, no one ever bought them. People seem to like the polarized kind with the green or the yellow color. They just aren't very popular. Thank you, Mr. Makewell, they all said. And off they went back home. Why did you want the rose-colored glasses, asked Ben. You'll see said Violet, but you have to wait until close to dark. Well, they went back home. They had some ice cream. They took a nap. They watched an old Dialing for Dollars black and white movie about a woman who came to live in a spooky mansion with her new husband, and her life was full of disturbing surprises. As it was getting dark, Violet, Jesse, and Ben told their parents that they were going to the top of the cemetery hill 
to watch the sun go down. Oh, you and your rose-colored glasses, her mother said again. It's not going to be any cooler up there tonight. It's still hot as a fox and the gnats will be awful. But go ahead. Good riddance. In the tiny village of Fincastle, Virginia, there is, in fact, a cemetery that rises sharply behind the Methodist church. And from the top, you can see the whole village below, the Baptist, Episcopal, Presbyterian, and Methodist churches, the county courthouse, the bank, the law offices, the old jail, and the post office. To the east, one can see the peaks of Otter and the Blue Ridge Mountains, and to the west, the Allegheny Mountains. So at the top, they sat on a bench, and they faced west toward the setting sun. And despite Violet's mother's pessimistic prediction, there actually was a very lovely breeze, and there were no bugs, and it was a little cooler. Now, said Violet, look around you. Just look around you. Isn't it lovely? Very nice, said Jessie. Now, she instructed, put on your rose-colored glasses. They put on their sunglasses. The white floating clouds turned pink. The sun turned from gold or orange to a new color that they just couldn't describe. The birds flying by, typical old crows or brown sparrows, became tropical and exotic in appearance. A bluebird flashed by and suddenly turned indigo, iridescent, shimmering, luminous. This is what I'm thinking, Violet said, very quietly, very slowly. This is what I'm thinking. When we pay attention, when we stop and slow down, and really look at things. We can see them as God wants us to see them, kind of better or more beautiful, like wearing rose-colored glasses. They sat there in silence for a long time, peaceful and happy, watching the sky, the clouds, the birds, the wind, the wind moving through the branches of the cedar trees, the strange colored sun going down until it disappeared behind the rose-colored mountains, turning magenta, peach, fuchsia, lavender, and orchid against the stars and the moon. The end.